ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. From some of the best elk hunters in the world. Across the canyon, pop up the other side, and the wind is right at my back and blows right into it. I cut him off and say, I'm the baddest one, not you. I love it, man. I feel like I'm super blessed to call myself an elk hunter. To beat them at their game, to get them within that bow range, convincing them that I'm one of them. you got to close that distance really quick on him. And if he's going to engage that much, that's a dead bull. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast. Sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion. Pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. We can talk about it. We definitely talk about it. My brother! Mr. Jermaine Hodge, sitting down, man, it's so good to walk up yesterday and, and see your smile Absolutely. and look you in the eyes and shake your hand, man. Um, how's the show going? Man, it is busy, but I could understand, too, because COVID having everybody pent up in the house yes, and everybody's sick of it, man. They're like, I want to get out. It's like being outdoors and meeting all these Everybody. People. Yeah, if we, if we met all these people at once outdoors, we'd be pissed. Hey, I'm moving areas. Because <laughs> you got some true killers in here. Yeah, it's funny though, right? When when else do we get to be in the same building as all these like-minded people? There's Absolutely. thousands and thousands of folks yep. walking through here. Yep. And then for me, like, I'm, I'm in heaven, right? Yep. I, got, I got the Phelps booth behind us. Yep. Some of the best callers in the world. Blowing on bugle tubes all day long, dude. You, Dirt, Jason, Cody. I'm like, this is heavy. It made me buy one of them damn metal things. I know, I know. And, and the, those easy bugles are so easy to use. Are they? It's amazing, man. You know, I was talking, so I sat down with Dirk yesterday, and, and we were talking about it. My wife, she called for me last year, but she can't she, she can't use the diaphragm. So it's not gag reflex. It's, it's the roof of her mouth when she... You know, it, it resonates too much, yeah. and she spits it out laughing. It tickles the roof of her mouth. So she was hoochie mama, and then the other 
the other external reed bugle, yeah. she couldn't use it because of the bite down. So I was talking to Dirk about it. It seems like that. I mean, he was he could lip ball on it and everything. Yep. And I was yep. like, damn, that's phenomenal. It, it is super easy to use. Yeah, so I'm it takes a little bit of practice and knowing exactly where. But the, the more you tilt that bugle up and use the top, and then your bottom's going to be your pressure, you're going to be Good amazing to with it. I think she'll like that. Oh. Uh, if I can, if, if I can get her calling as good as your boy, shit. If I can get calling as good as your boy, <laughs> we were laughing. Everybody's looking at him. I'm like, yeah, that's Jermaine's kid. Yeah. And everybody's like, man, I'm going. Don't go over there and bugle with him, uh, dude. That's amazing. He uh, he spends a lot of hours practicing, Woo. and uh, but I mean, it pays off. He's you know super good. He's talented. He's just getting ready to turn 12, so now he gets to put in for elk. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be on. He's ready, man. He's ready. What's uh? How does how does that look, man? How does it look? I know what it felt like to me, right? To to take my son out, and he started going out with me when he was five. But we weren't chasing elk, right? There's a difference. There's something. There's something personal with elk, and maybe it's the socialization, right? But there's years where the elk aren't vocal and they're not talking, but it's still. It's still more personal with elk. It's something about that animal. How does that feel with your boy being that age going, you get to hunt these now, kid? Yeah, I, well, you are, you also have to take into account that, you know, youth, youth in most states, they, they're going to get priority tags. They're going to get tags before adults, which is really cool because you want to keep the kids involved because that's, that's the future of, yes, sir. of hunting. And then you also want to teach them teach them the things that you've learned and things that you don't need to, you're not supposed to be doing but um, for me I know he's good enough to go out in the woods and interact with these animals and call them in especially some even some big bulls but it's all about can we draw that tag so I think on a personal level me getting him into a great unit first would be more beneficial to him so when he's out there talking to these animals he's talking in a good unit that we're going to see you know multiple animals right get the vocalization and, back and right gonna, well, that's going to hook him right that's going to get him involved and it's going to be like wow <laughs> so I think for me I'm going to put him in for some points and we're going to look at see as Colorado as a whole they have the second choice the second draw that's priority to youth so okay. if there's a good tag on there, we'll try to draw that tag. If there's not, we'll wait and we'll you know, skip through the, the reissue list. But nonetheless, he's more than ready. Now, can he go out there and hike 10 miles? We'll I, see. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think with a tag in his pack, I think that's where the game changer might be. It right? might be. And you can see him as he's over there. Right? He's, he's enamored with calling. Yeah. Right, he, you can tell that he really in, he's not calling because dad's a good caller, he's not calling because it's fun to do or it's cool. He's calling, you can see he has that passion, yeah. You know, yeah. at 11 years old, man, it's phenomenal to watch him, and, and nobody will be around. And he's piping, he's piping. And I was watching that yesterday, man, and I'm like, that's a beautiful thing, good on you, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, it's something it's special because, like you said, right, we so many years I talked about my efforts in conservation and, and, and protecting this was for the future and the last year it's been a threat on our opportunity absolutely right so to see his passion and drive and knowing that we you know we're doing it so he can benefit from it but we're also benefiting from it that was even more motivation watching him for me to fight 
that fight, you know, because it's like there it is right there. And That's you don't, the future. You don't see. I was trying to be nice. When, I, when you walk around this room or you watch people walk by, some of the kids are like, I'm tired of walking around. When you see a kid that is driven, you can see the passion in his eyes and you know his heart's in it. Dude, that is, it's so powerful, man. If As a father, that has to feel good because of your passion for it, you know? Oh, I, I know this. Um, he wants to be like daddy. Whatever daddy does, he's going to do. And we have to remember... Like father, like son. So you teach them bad things, they're gonna be doing bad right. things. That's that and that's one thing that I've learned through my life is that I'm always gonna make sure that he's always going in the right direction. That's right. And and the passion for hunting is always gonna live through those kids. But he's driven because he sees it every day too. So. Yeah, but I there, there, but there's something to be said about it, right? And hunting, hunting, generally speaking is a selfish endeavor, yeah. right? And and I'm sure we all get to that point and we've all been there and sometimes it takes some hindsight to correct course, right? It's very selfish. Again, I look around, watch, look at, you know, kids walking with his parents and he's not that into it. You know what I mean? So to, so to have that insight and to hear you say it, it confirms to me that we have to be the driving force. You pay for your father's sins. Right is, is right. really what it is, right. and and if you are not on the forefront of that thought process yep. and doing it the way you're doing it, not to say anybody doing it any worse, you know, and I'm sure there's people doing it better than both of us, but to, to see where you're at with that and to see the smile on your face when he's bugling, to see your smile on the face when talking about it, dude, that's that's powerful, man. Hey, we love elk hunting. Yeah. And at, at our house, sometimes <laughs> it becomes it. war. It's, I'll pipe off and bugle in the man cave area. Like, oh, look, I just walked past. I might be going to grab a beer and friends. Oh, I see my dad friends here. I stop what I'm doing. I grab my bugle tube. I pipe off. Not even, not even seconds later. He could be in his room and he'll rip one back. <laughs> I'm like, so, so how is it? So how is that dynamic? Is it, how is he with the language part of it? I, he knows what to do, but he hasn't, he hasn't figured out yet. It's going to take some woodsmanship for this. He hasn't figured out what to say and when to say it. Okay. He knows what those calls are and how to do them really good. Right. But he hasn't been out in the woods long enough to know that, oh, that's, that's just a location view. Right. So I'm just, I, I'll locate that, you know. He, he hasn't figured that out yet. I, t- I will tell you, he's got, he's got, in my opinion, at home, the best teacher he could have, right? Because and we talked about it when we podcasted before, right, is, is you know, you, you say the, the, you, the humanizing part of it, yes. right? So those explanations that I know he's getting from you, yeah. man, I know that kid's going to be deadly, dude, deadly. Deadly. I in one day in his life, and it may be soon. I'm gonna be the one saying, "Call this help Yes, sir. Me. Yes, sir. And he's gonna know what to do. Yeah. And and he's gonna wrong. humanize all these vocalizations, and then boom. He's like, man, you, you, you work that yeah. move. Yeah. It's, it's cool, man. I don't want to make it all about him, but it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal for me. You know, it's, it's different on Instagram when I see it, right? Yeah. He's out on the on the road with you, and he's bugling. I'm like, dang, he calls. You know, you're back there, and he's piping off, and I'm like, dang. 
Were you but, hearing it in person? Well, it's not even hearing it in person, right? It's seeing his face while he's doing it. That that's what hooked me, right? I'm like, that's what hooked, that kid hooked me because that passion. It's all about passion. It's about yes. the love for it, yes. and to see that in him, man, it warms cliche shit, right? But it, it warms your heart. Absolutely, right? It warms your heart, man. It's just you're doing a great. Hey, I want. We're neighbors now. Yes. We're neighbors, <laughs> We're neighbors yes, now. Yes. We ain't that far from each other. No, heaven. man. So we we landed in uh, Newcastle. Yep. And uh, yeah, dude, we walked. Okay. Hadn't sight unseen on the place. We did a FaceTime with our friend Carla Cox. She went and FaceTimed us for the walkthrough on the pad. We hadn't seen it a month. We drove out last week, hit the house at like 5.45, took the dogs in, walked out to the backyard. It was like six something. There's a drainage behind the house. Men are chirping and mewing, walking down the drainage, dude. Cow bugles. And my wife looked at me and she... And I looked at her, and I looked up, and I just, all I could do was say, thank you. Thank wow. you. It's where I need to be. Where I wow. need to be. But yeah, Right out that side of the house. Right out the back door. I couldn't believe it. I could, For me, from, from I, I grew up in L.A., right? That, that's where I grew up 47 years in the same place, right? And, and for me to hunt, was, it's a, I'm a, an anomaly, right? And then for me to fall into elk hunting, that's even a further stretch, yep. right? And now to make the choice to go and be as close as I can to them, yeah. dude, it, it's like it's next level, yep. right? I'm living a dream. I, I, I can't, I can't thank God enough. I'm living a dream. Well, and I'm sure we're gonna figure out like you damn drag situation. You, and- if you think that I'm. <laughs> If you, I'm a fanboy for a second. If you think that I can have a conversation with Jermaine Hodge, right, and know that I'm not that far away, oh man, I don't care if I got to be a fly on the wall, pack mule. I'm there, yeah, it's brother. Gonna, it's gonna I be am fun. there, dude. It's gonna be fun. I am there. I'm gonna have to get in shape, but I'm there. It's uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to you know getting to spend time with with people that I met through the podcast. Yep. Um, and and just gain knowledge, dude. You know, yeah, that's just, the key. That's you know, the, and the, the, the biggest thing about it is not hoarding that knowledge and passing it on. Yes. It, it doesn't have to cost anything. Come talk to me, and I'll I'll show you all the stuff that I've learned from years of failure. Yeah, because Best failure teacher. made success. Yes. Best teacher, man. And I don't know. I talk to a lot of people. I'm 300 plus episodes deep, right? And I don't know that I've talked to many people that get me as fired up about it as you do, right? I didn't, I, I thought I had people beat in terms of like the love and the passion for it. Yeah. And then I see Jermaine Hodge, I reach out and I'm like, this dude got me kicking my ass. <laughs> I, when, when, you're, when you're very passionate about something, you try to inspire others to be as passionate as you are. Yes. And it carries the, the legacy of, of hunting even further, yes, right? Sir. I love hunting mule deer and, and other species because I love the meat. I love the meat and, and the chase, right? But something about elk hunting that drives me over, and I think it has something to do with more of, because I was a competitive wrestler for many years, I found something else that drove me to be that, that, that could defeat me, right? Right. That could defeat me. 
and, and wrestling, wrestling is tough, man. No cutting is tough. And both of them I can compare to each other. The toughness is a little different, but I could utilize both of them in the same way. You know, you, you, you talk about that, right? And and I'm not, there's guys that swear it's high country mule deer, right? Antelope archery. There is, I, I got so deep into trying to figure out why, why elk, like I'm reading native writings and stuff, right? Just trying to understand the draw to it. And there's, there's something, there's something next, like out of this world about interacting, just being, not even interacting, just being around that animal, right? And it's will to live and it's desire to be, to do what it wants to do and survive. Like, I, it's so hard. It's so weird to try and put words to. Well, I, when I first came out to Colorado in 2005, I didn't draw an elk tag. I was told that, hey, you in big country now. And I was a hunter, but I never hunted elk. And then in 2006, I drew a tag. And I taught myself how to call, self-talk. And then when I got out there and I heard them respond to my calls, that was like, what is a, these are dragons. Yeah. <laughs> skin started bumping up. Yeah. But then, not just with that, it was like, okay, you really need to work to get, to get close to these animals. So I'm gonna use my vocalization, I'm gonna use myself being in shape. I'm gonna know the terrain. I'm gonna know these pockets now. And then all that combination of things, Made me, it, it was sticking like glue. I was like, "Ooh, I love this." So you, you talked about like comparing it to like your wrestling career, right? And and I don't care how old we get, right? As as an athlete, you're always you're always searching for that competitiveness, right? In something. But for me, elk is a little bit different. I know that I'm going to get my ass kicked, right? When when because I I played football and I ran track, right? I never knew I was going to get my ass kicked, right? I never had that mindset going into it. With elk, I'm going in with a positive attitude, but I'm like, I'm getting my ass kicked. You know what I mean? Whether it's the terrain, it's the weather, it's the animal, it's the, the dang, like last year, Lee Cow killed us, right? But there's something that just adds to the drive, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to beat you. I am going to beat you, and I'm going to take my lumps and bumps, and I don't know, I, I've never experienced anything in my life where I'm willing to take as much beating in, in an endeavor, whatever it is, right? Career, with my wife, whatever, right? Elk is just like, yeah, just bring it. That's, not, well, that, that's exactly how I was. So when I was when I was wrestling, wrestling is tough, man. You grinding and grinding and grinding just to be number one in the world. You grinding and grinding to bring home an Olympic medal, your dreams grinding in practice every day and I know I'm going to get my butt kicked. I know I'm going to get my butt kicked. I do. But I know I'm going to get better. No the same way. I'm grinding, grinding, grinding. I know I'm going to get my butt kicked. I know this altitude is going to suck the wind out of me. I know it's going to hurt. There is some nasty stuff. I know I got to go in there. But the end goal was almost just as he wanted to be. Right? If I brought home an Olympic medal, it was almost like me conquering that 360 bull that did that was trying to survive. It was that's the way I was just yeah. man. It's something else, man. Man, I don't know that there's 
I've never been as passionate for something. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's sometimes it's a little scary because I'll wake up and I can have a pound of crap on the plate from three days ago. And the first thought in my head is, what am I going to do to get ready for season? Or, and, and I'm going to blow your head up a little bit. I'll drive, right? And I'll pull up one of your Instagram clips. And I'll sit there and I, I'm, dude, I'm Southern California, 18 miles in the morning, hour and 10 minutes. Okay. And the whole, I'm not, not BSing. And I'm just listening to the same call over and over and over and over and just getting those nuances and understanding what's working for you. It may not work for me, right? But under, but, but taking that information, just download, 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 download. It's like a song, right? You find that one song and my wife will be like, damn, listen to that song 50 times. But it's just, for me, it's the same thing, right? And just listening to that, it's just, I, can, I can't get enough, dude. I can, I can absolutely not get enough of that animal. So my, I think it's going to be the death of me. <laughs> well, that's, you know, it, uh, you're, you're teaching yourself. Yeah. You're teaching yourself. What, 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 what is he doing and why is he doing that? Um, and that's the same concept that when I'm teaching my, my son, I'm like, this is how you do it. You know, like lip balling. Like he's great at that. Yeah. But it took, it took a matter of a couple months, a month or a couple months for him to figure out, I'm going to sputter my lips and I'm going to also use control as I'm making a cow sound to get that buzz. So you're teaching yourself, but also you're teaching yourself what, what they're saying and when they're saying it, because that's how, that's how I learned. Like, okay, I'm cutting my teeth. I know how to make all these sounds. Now, can I apply them in the woods? Because I'm going out there saying, I absolutely nothing. I'm speaking Russian. Yeah. You're speaking English. That's it. All we know is body language. Yeah. That, okay, let's talk about that, right? Because yeah. that's a big deal. And that when you know, we, we talked before season last year, and it's hard as a, I shouldn't say it's hard. It's difficult for me as a new hunter in Elk Woods to slow down enough to pick that apart. And after we talked, there was an opportunity for us to get into in front of a herd. And I, said, I told my buddy Brandon, I go, no, wait, I want to watch them. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I go, dude, I just want to watch them behave right now. And he's looking at me and he's like, dude, let's, let's can go. Like, let's go punch this tag. And I'm like, I need this time. And I made him wait. And we sat there for 25 minutes. And I, and that was the reason, right? It was just to watch them be elk for however long they'd allow us to do it. Yeah. That 20 minutes across that season translated. Go ahead, buddy. You can grab one. Say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to watch that translate through the season, dude, that was so impactful. So let's talk about body language and what that means and, and how you've used that in your learning process and your growth as an elk hunter. Yeah, so I, I knew how to make all these sounds. What I wasn't applying when I was in the woods, I was killing elk consistently, making these sounds. I didn't know what the heck they were saying though. And not until later on in, in my, my elk hunting career, and I say later on, it was like, like I've been doing it for, for years. It's only been 16, this would be 17 years, right? But, but out of those 16, 15 were successful, right? But I, I would say back off five years or six years, and I started applying applying these concepts of I've watched all these help and do these same things and make these same sounds 
Why are they making these sounds? So, using the body language, understanding, okay, he's doing this when they're doing this. And I apply that in the woods, and I'm more successful now than I was back in, you know, 09 and 10. Which, when I probably could have killed bigger bulls back then. You know what's funny that you, you talk about 16 years. Some guys would be like, oh, this guy is super experienced. But we don't get to hunt elk in calling elk. You know, typically that's rut time, right? It's September. You've only had 16 months, say. And in that, in that 16 months, some of those years you might have had a week. Right. Right? You, you can't... You can't learn what the elk are teaching us in that amount of time. No. Right? Even even talking to like guys like Dirk, right, or Michael Batiste, it's a constant, it's a constant learning process. Absolutely. Right? And as the landscape changes, more hunters, wolf reintroductions, yep. right? Access, more people hitting the mountain in the summertime affecting it all. Those lessons that we're learning for, for 16 years, that changes year to year. Absolutely. Right, units open up, units close up. It, it goes from OTC to You're adapting the whole time. Yeah, the entire time. So people listening, I don't want them to think, you know, oh, well, he's been doing it 16 years. That's why he's successful. He's successful because, and some people don't like the word, but he's constantly learning and he's constantly grinding to that success. Absolutely. Listen, I'm not going to be a, a gold medalist doing this one month out of a year. That's right. I'm going to be a gold medalist by doing this 365 days a year. Yes, sir. Waking up and thinking about it. Yeah. Even though I might have a nine to five, yeah. I'm thinking about the this whole time. the whole time. <laughs> and, hey, on my breaks, I'm pulling up videos. I'm watching yes, stuff. Sir. I'm constantly, I'm learning now. Yeah. Shoot, I've learned a lot here at the show. Yeah. But you can't help it, I, right? You can't I, help I, it. I didn't know that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's uh. Yeah, it's something else, man. That the, the elk pursuit it's changed my life. Yes. You know, I mean it changes it changes perspective. Um I'm a I'm a successful mule deer hunter, right? In one of the hardest states to hunt. Um I ain't nowhere near successful in the elk woods, nor do I think and I'll notch tags, you know, I've arrowed a bull. But I don't think that I'll ever say that I'm a successful elk hunter in, in the you know in terms of everything that is that they present an opportunity to learn everything that's available for us to consume and learn I don't have enough time to learn all of it you know what I mean and it's really like you said that just that everyday process right I don't care what it is put the diaphragm in your mouth for 10 minutes and just go through the vocalizations Yes, practice. I don't care how that looks for yes. 10 minutes, right? But if you don't do it, you're going to regret it come September. And the, my opinion, one of the worst things, you could do a lot of shit wrong in the elk woods. You could blow the wind, which is, you know, there you're done. You can be loud. You can shit. Give me seven days. I'm funky, right? Because I'm not coming off the mountain. Nope. We did 23 days last year. By day 17, I couldn't stand my smell. I'm like, I got to find somewhere yep. to clean this shit off. Yep. <laughs> you can do a lot of things wrong. As soon as you go out there and you're bad on that diaphragm, you can you can literally shut the woods down. Absolutely. If you're you not. Don't, you don't have to sound the best. You don't have to be the best. Don't call. You don't have to be a world champ. 
you just need to know exactly what to say and when to say it. Yes, sir. And if you, you're not doing that, then you're going to blow everything up. Doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. And, and how I look at it is we, you know, we have most guys, seven to ten days. That's seven to ten days you're taking off of work. A lot of guys, we're blue-collar guys, it's hour to hourly pay, right? You're sacrificing bacon off the plate of your family, right? And you're taking time off of work. So you're not getting paid. You're spending money. You're away from your family, which is which is my yearly tug, right? So to go out there and be unprepared, right? It's, it's a disservice to the pursuit, in my opinion, right? I refuse to take that time away from, from me and my wife or me and my kids or food on the table and not be the best that I can be. Not that Jermaine can be. I'm not trying to emulate Dirk. I'm just trying to be the best that I could be right. that season in the Elkwoods, and that's effort 365. And if you do that, if anybody does that, you're going to walk away from that season saying, I've given it Everything. all yes, I can. Yep. Now, I can tell you right now, you know, some people are going to go out to the woods and they're going to get lucky. I take luck. I'm, I'm lucky. <laughs> but if I mix luck with being good too, Prepared, yes. oh man, that's going to yeah. lead to success. Knock it out. And the, and the good part about it, right, is with that preparation, so it's last year, right, on that hunt, 23 days, and I got my, I was getting my butt kicked, right? That muzzleloader season changes the landscape, and I'm getting my butt kicked, and um, I miss my wife in the first five or six days, and, and thank goodness she, you know, she'll fly in, I'll leave the mountain, I'll pick her up, she'll spend a few days. And uh, I got my, that bull, I was chasing this bull, man, biggest bull I've ever played with, and he's kicking my butt, and one evening I was walking out and I said he beat my ass for the last time right he just beat my ass for the last time I'm done with him and I uh, went to camp and I closed the tent I hit the road and I went to the road I went to Fish Creek okay went over to Fish Creek I had an area that I was like yeah I'm gonna go hit this area and I packed in four miles right and I'm like oh I'm inside I'm inside this is great right and uh, looked at my pack and uh, it was a little bit of a late start a little bit late in the evening. I was like, I'm going to just stay back here. The first call it mile and a half, two miles. I didn't see much sign. Like dry, you know, dry poop and whatnot. I get back there, man, and I uh, open my pack and I'm like, okay, I can sleep on the mountain. So I got up under a tree, threw some pine needles down, grabbed my tarp, put my puffy on, my beanie on. I slept on the mountain. I woke up at 3.30 and the first thing I thought of was that bull that just beat me. For two weeks, two weeks, this bull beat me, right? He's back and forth, right, back and forth. And, uh, I woke up, I put my stuff in my pack, I ran down in the truck, and I drove as fast as I could back to that bull. <laughs> and the whole time it I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is it stupid. And I went and I got my butt kicked for another three or four days. And I was in camp the, the one night, I got back to camp, it was like 10, 10, 30. And I was sitting there and I ate, drank some water, and I was like, all right, we're going to get him tomorrow, right? We're going to go, I'm going to grind again. And got up the next morning. I'm an early riser. I didn't have to be up at 3.30, but I, I just wake up at 3.30. And I uh, I woke up, and I'm getting dressed. I had my boots on. All I had to do was throw my pack on for the most part. And I, every night when I get to camp or when I'm done hunting, one of the things that I do is, you know, I, I just look up and I say, thank you for the opportunity and the ability. And there was something about that night. I don't know what it was. To this day, I don't know what it was. And I sat back in that little camp chair. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at that moon, man. 
and the moo cows are walking by and they're talking and everything was just perfect and uh, like I said I only had to put on my pack and I, I lifted up and I looked and I go you know what I'm good I'm good I took my shit off I loaded the motorcycle to the back of the truck and I drove away and I didn't have a thought of turning around for eight hours and I'm like damn should I turn around you know it's an 18 hour drive should I turn around and I said no and I was I was completely satisfied with how the hunt had gone I'd hunted with Brandon Waddell for about six or seven days I called for him I was completely satisfied with the interactions I called a bull into about nine yards of him right he just didn't have a lane my point is if you put the effort in whether the tag is notched or not you'll know how that hunt is going to live with you and to, to this day like there's yes i want to notch a tag right but i was completely satisfied with how that hunt turned out you know and i was just like man this is it was weird for me right because that's the goal is to notch the tag and, and and part of me for a couple months is like damn did i quit like was that was that what i just did did i just quit did i give up and i really had the soul search to understand what it was that i just did yeah. you know and uh it just kept going back to that effort that you were talking about, right? right? I put that effort in. I was satisfied with where my game was as a call. And I think that's where it was. Was I know that's where it was. Because I called in bulls for Brandon. That bull was just better than me, right? He was just better than me. I, I, I didn't beat him. It's always a headache. Yeah, he was just better. And I was okay, but it was it came from, again, what you said, is that effort knowing that I put my best foot forward the entire year. <clears throat> and it led up to that drive home. It sounds like it was a, probably a mature, a mature bull that had been around the block Dude, for a while. This, I've never, I've never. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I've seen one other bull, a better bull. It was in Wyoming on private. That's how good this bull was. Wow. And he just, he just walloped me. You know, that was he just. The one time I had him, he was coming in across the open ground, screaming, running at me. I got carried away. I got too excited, and I just kept fighting him. Instead of just stopping, letting him come, I blew it. You know, and I knew I blew it after I blew it. Yeah, and I was like, damn. I looked at my wife. I go, I just screwed up. I just screwed up. And she was like, what do you mean? And I and I just said, uh, last-ditch effort. I hauled butt down, you know, trying to cut him off. But he was like, oh, you know, nope, I'm getting to my cows. And he's coming across open ground, then I see him veer off to go up the ridge on the backside, and I'm like, I just killed it. He was just better, dude. He was better. You know, I had a, the, the one time I thought I was going to draw on him, he was with, uh, he was 17 yards away from me. And there's this new growth, a row of new growth. I called him. I heard him jump private. And uh, I'm like, oh, I got him. He's coming. And I could hear him break and brush through, right? So I ran across the little tiny drainage there, and I got at the bottom, and I'm like, all he has to do is peek through. Dude, he stayed two foot behind that new group the whole time, and he just walked back and forth looking for me, huffing back and forth. And it probably was four minutes. I always say it was 20. And it he feels just, like 20. Yeah, and he's just huffing back and forth. He never showed himself. Wow. And uh, he was just, he just knew, right? They, they just know. And uh, with all that, again, that preparation left me satisfied. It left me excited, and it left me hungry but it also taught me what I need to work on, yep. right? And the realizations of where I need to up my game, my setup, right? Where I'm where I'm positioning myself in the landscape, 
right, to give myself that opportunity. And I'm thinking, okay, he has to come through that. Well, he has an opening behind that new growth that he can move around in that's wide open. He can, you know, he's yeah. going to look. He's like, hey, show yourself. It never, it didn't click because I'm thinking I'm in that. He's going to walk through that. And it's like, you yeah. son of a, it's just, yeah. that animal's something else, man. Oh, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're always going to have one or two hunts that you look back on like, hey, could I do it a little bit better yeah. without can I do a little bit better now? You know, there's something for me. I remember a couple of years ago, I worked, I worked, I worked, I worked. And we do that, right? We grind, we grind, we grind, and we think we deserve it, right? We think we've done everything that we should, and we deserve to get that animal, to notch that tag. And I'll never forget making that statement to someone. Man, I deserve it this year, right? And I remember walking away from that conversation go, damn, did I just say that? And then this, the next season, it was like, I don't deserve it, right? They're, elk, unbeknownst to us, they're going to make you earn it. Yeah, right? earn this. Yeah. You know, hey, if you go into a season saying, I deserve something. It ain't happening. No. It, it is you, a flaw. Yeah, you got you to make sure that you put in the work. Yeah, you got to check. Even, even with the work, though. Right? Yes. You're going to earn it. They are that animal, going back to what we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. that animal is so next level, right? Earning it is yeah, well you you gotta think they they're surviving out in the wild, three hundred and sixty-five days a year, surviving predators that we don't see just walking through That's the right. cities, right? Yep. Or, or wherever. They they survive in some harsh winters, they're surviving all these. Now you throw us into the mix, right? They've survived hunters, rifle hunters, yeah. muzzleloader hunters for all these months. Yes. You got to be on your A game. Yeah. If you think you're gonna kill that 360. And what's A game? Yeah, yeah what's A game? It's Does through the roof. Anybody know what A game is? <laughs> you do, man. It it's, crazy. it's crazy, man. It, it's something. It's a drive, man. It's a beautiful thing too, right? Because, you know, you get to a point in your life, whether it's your career or with family, and you feel like you've done it, right. you know? You feel like you've made it, and, and I've accomplished, you know, I have this great career, I'm making X amount of dollars, I'm driving this, I got this beautiful house, and this thing will take all that, as great as that is, and it'll, for me, it, it made me realize, right? That's all fine and dandy, but I'm really, if I want a real challenge, if I want something that's going to push me to my absolute limit, that animal is what it is for me. Absolutely. Now we can go out and we can properly call in spikes and, and without any problem or a calf or a cow without any problem. But the, the real challenge to the to the matter is, is that if you're trying to, to kill an elk, a mature elk, it's tough as nails. Yes. It's tough as nails. And in order for you to kill those mature bulls, you're going to have to be dedicated to pass up these small raccoons and let them grow another year. And, in order to, and if you're going to do that, you best know that you might be, yeah, you might be, be eating, eating that it. tag. Yeah. <laughs> now, and, and, and if you got an itchy trigger finger like I do, you might be pulling on the first five by five. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's hard sometimes for me to say, I'm going to let that one go. But also, I know, you know, as I get older, 
I've killed a lot of bulls, and I want to kill you know next level bulls, the next level right. bull, the bull that that's out sparring me, yeah. that's beating me. So in order for me to kill those bulls, I gotta let the little ones go, yeah. and and then it comes back and it rounds back to our conversation. Yeah. When I do call them in, I'm watching what they're doing, and it's teaching me every, it's teaching. every step of the way. And I think that's important to say too, right? Is you you can't. You can't be in a scenario and think you got it. You have to be learning. I mean, it, it literally, it literally is every minute of every day learning, yep. right? When you're out on the mountain, um, there's something to be had, right? Either it's the language, it's where they're moving to, uh, the conditions on the mountain, right? I remember, uh, what was that, 20, 2020, we had the big fires and we were hunting down in 62 and we're down in the basin and the uh, winds come out of the north and pushed all that smoke in us. Yeah. And man, that changed, it changed the landscape, right? I mean, it was like, we were in elk every day until that point. And it was like, well, how do you, how do we even work through this? You know, how do you prepare for it? And elk just ghosted us, you know? And it was like, okay, what are they doing? And trying to figure out what they're doing. Now I know what, I think I know what they did, right? Is they went lower in the valley, right? Yeah. And they got, they went down that drainage as far as they possibly could to get out of that smoke. We saw them coming back up and it's just a constant, it's a constant evolution as an elk hunter. And I don't care who you are, how long you've been doing it. If you're open to that, it's, it's gonna come at some point, right? Yep. You don't deserve it. You're gonna earn it every single time. Overcoming challenges. Yeah. It's so, I mean, dude, if you take, if you take the life lessons of elk hunting, and if you could put that in a bottle and hand it to the next generation, right. you know what I mean? Think about what we would be as a society. Oh, it's crazy. So I've, I've taken all my mistakes. We're going, to, we're going to do a circle. I'm taking all my mistakes. And I'm teaching my son not to make those mistakes. In the woods, I made all these mistakes. And I'm teaching my son, don't do it that way. Do it this way. And now we're breeding successful elk hunters right. and teaching them things that, that made us successful. Yeah, and He's gonna make his mistakes, oh, right? Yes. He's, gonna, oh, yeah. he's gonna be like, I'm not listening to dad. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna make his mistakes. Yeah. And I think, and to me that's valuable, right? I mean, you know, again, elk hunting teaches us a lot of stuff. It's taught me stuff that I didn't know about myself, myself. Right? right? And that's the most, in anything I've ever done, it's the most powerful thing that I've experienced with yes. it, right? Is what I thought I knew about myself, call it a lie. You call yeah. it a lie, yeah. you know? It just, it man, does. it's it does. My brother, absolutely. It was an honor to shake your hand, yep. man. It's always yep. an honor to talk to you. Uh, yeah, we got to figure it out, dude. We're, we, we're, we're both gonna, in Colorado. If I got to play, go. you know, we got to we got to do something and uh, get out in the woods, man. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I love to share that time with you. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to see what the tags do this year, where you're at for your points and stuff, and then we'll figure out. I want to. I definitely want to come up. If you're gonna be in a different unit, come up. Spend some time with you and help yeah. you out. Heck yeah, same thing, man. Yeah, I, I love call. Last year taught me that I love calling for people, and and I ain't Jermaine Hodge, but I ain't shabby. That, I that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Right, Thanks Thank again. You.